What powers can one man have against the might of Caesar? What do they fear? What do kings and emperors fear? They fear... The people! When they rise up like one man, like one man, like one man! Well, there you go. See, again, that intro is very important. It advances a position. See, somebody in the chat said, how do we take our ballot box back? You take it back by force. You don't just leave it up to the county commissioners and the other people to bring in frickin' electronic diebold machines. You get out there and you hand count paper ballots. Like I said, Carrie Lake has a case. Carrie Lake has all the evidence. I don't even know what the other evidence was in Georgia and Pennsylvania, whatever. They have video evidence, the thing in Detroit with the vans and the pre-printed ballots and all this other crap. Guys, we have all the evidence that they've taken away our ballot box. So take it back by force. You know, it's funny. That's what's in the Bible. Jesus said that um, the violent come and take the kingdom by force. That's what they've done. The, the Jews have they've completely rewritten Christianity over the years. We're going to play our clip from Dewey, and you're going to hear a little bit of how they've done that. Um, yeah, Mr. Producer, if you can get clip 13 ready for me, we'll play that in a second. But... The violent take it by the the violent take the kingdom by force. Jesus was the king, right? That everybody calls him the king, right? No king but King Jesus is in our American history, right? Okay. The kingdom of heaven is here on earth. When Jesus walked the earth, okay, the kingdom was here. Okay, well, that's the kingdom he's talking about. They took the kingdom by force. Now Maybe it wasn't obvious. Maybe the, we don't know about the bloodshed that was done in times past. Okay, I have talked about the, uh, uh, where Catholicism came from, the Battle of the Milvian Bridge. They were throwing Christians to the lions, and then Constantine sees a cross in the clouds and says, in this sign conquer, and then he just Christianized paganism or paganized Christianity. Whatever the mystery Babylon religion of Rome was, he just called it Christianity in 325 A.D. So, again, the violent take it by force. So they've taken the scriptures. Where are the scriptures? Where's the original? Where are they? Somebody's got them hiding in a vault. You can't see them. So, again, you listen to this clip from Dewey Tucker, and you're going to find out. The truth will get to who Yahweh wants the truth to get to, and then other people aren't going to get it, but they're on our side. So go ahead, Sam, play the clip. Oh, clip 13, my friend. Sure, no problem. Pay this man, folks. So you can, you know, get your concordance out, whether Strong's or Young's, and... You can look these words up. 
the English word, and it'll give you the chapter and verse where it appears or doesn't appear. I mean, you know, if you can't find it, it's not there. But now that's all keyed to the King James Version. Now, one of the biggest blessings you could have is to get the Septuagint Bible, which is of the Old Testament, and it was translated from the Greek. The Greek Septuagint preceded Christ about 300 years, which was a long enough time before the Jews got a hold of the Scripture, the Hebrew, started their own modern Hebrew, and produced the Mesoretic mess. <laughs> now, the Septuagint Bible is a translation from the Greek Septuagint made by Charles Thompson, who was the secretary of the Continental Congress. He was the secretary of the conventions when they drew up the Declaration of Independence and all of that. He spent 20 years after he retired, after the Continental Congress ceased to be, he spent the next 20 years of his life from 60 to 80 translating the Septuagint. So the Septuagint Bible is an English translation that's several hundred years after the King Jimmy boy. But the King Jimmy boys did not use the Septuagint. They'd look at it every now and then, but they did not use it. They used the Douay version, which is the Catholic Bible, that the Jesuits, the Jew priesthood, had just revised when they used that Masoretic mess. And they looked at the modern Hebrew which did not come into existence till long after the days of Jesus. All of it is geared to distort, pervert, and that's God's plan. That's how he hides it. He hides truth in distortion and perversion. Who's he had it from? Those who are not supposed to know. To whom it's given, he reveals truth. And you see what is being said, and you step beyond the spurious, iniquitous translation that we have. There's enough there. You can search it out. God will reveal it to you. So basic fundamental principles of the oracles of God we talk about, we give scripture for, people that have done more than carried their Bible back and forth to church, opened it up, began to study it, are aware of the verses we are dealing with. But these perverters of all truth have their place. And their place is to be continually perverting 
distorting, hiding the truth of Yahweh, Father, for it is not given for any to know except those to whom he has flipped their switch out. There you go. So that's a pretty... Okay. that That's a pretty deep clip there. Like I said, you know, when I say they give us 99% good food and 1% poison, the poison will trip people up. Mis mistranslations of the Bible will trip people up. Like that word. Let's go here quickly. Uh, Dave, if you call back, I'll take you right away. I'm sorry. Um, believe, I've been a caller and I've sat on hold for 15 minutes and I got... I had to drop, but if you had something to do, you have something to do. But if you want to call back in, go ahead. Anybody else wants to call in, the phone numbers are 512-248-8252. Um, 512-248-8252 and 800-313-9443. Isn't that something how I'm doing it from memory? <laughs> I memorized the call-in numbers. Uh, good for me, because when I stop... When, when I can't repeat them, you'll know my brain slipping. But uh, but no, uh, we were doing that this this week. Uh, the term synagogue of Satan came up on Twitter, and it got flagged as hate speech. Now, it got flagged as hate speech. Synagogue of Satan. That's three words that's in Revelation 2, 9, and 3, 9. And because of that, I went and looked it up. Uh, Dewey Tucker did a Bible. He did a, a thing called the Dixie Bible. And uh, he's, he's turned the whole thing on its head. You, you people don't realize how far down the road of deception we are. I could go down a million rabbit holes right now. Like I said, that guy, somebody called in and mentioned Adam Green last week. Right? Adam Green is an atheist. Adam Green is a grifter. Adam Green is useless to me. Absolutely useless to me. He does a fantastic job of showing how Judaism or how Christianity points towards the God of Judaism, and they're a bunch of atheists, and their father is the devil. Um, but that doesn't mean the truth's not out there. That doesn't mean Yahweh doesn't exist. And what Adam Green did this week, uh, I want him to get his comeuppance now. Um, like I said, I had no use for the guy, but he has managed to stick his nose in the middle of the Nick Fuentes, Ethan Ralph split, and he debated one guy named Zerko, who's a diehard Catholic. They went and he was promoting his crap on Twitter, and then they set up another debate where he just debated this whore. This young 20-something-year-old girl who has absolutely no knowledge of scripture and is a sexually appealing young woman to look at, and Ethan Ralph like played moderator between those two. It, 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 it was it really it, it was. I mean, the, now that Adam Green has verbally said the word Yahweh, now that you named him, I. I I really hope that I really hope it falls on your head. Um, like I said, I mean, those people are going to go there. They're going to have their separate fringe war, and they're all just going to beat the crap out of each other and try to get rich and get bloody and get personal and dig out people's you know custody papers and divorce papers and throw eggs at their house and you know I I don't care. 
I, re- I really don't. But um, like I said, there's a, there's a place for the discussion of Dewey Tucker telling you how the Jews have co-opted and rewritten Christianity and given people a false Jesus. And then there's another thing where you're not like the homosexuals out there doing your sexual debauchery in public and flipping off the creator. Uh, there's naming. There's naming Yahweh and then mocking the living daylights out of him. And I, like I said, I hope he gets his. I really do. I hope these people, I hope these people that do that now get visited because, like I said, there's a, there's an uprising of truth. God's flipping people switch all over the place, all over the world right now. This is not, this is nothing like, this white backlash is nothing like what it's been before. They're killing white people in Ukraine in broad daylight. They've got them pinned between, like I said, Victoria Newland, what she did, and KGB Bolshevik Putin. Okay, and again, why is Putin, again, now that there's my argument against Putin. Putin doesn't throw pedophiles in wood chipper, he just chemically castrates them and let them have their life. If you're a pedophile, you're, you're, <laughs> your brain is so reprobate. I, sorry. So you, the people need to be executed, summarily executed. And that let it be a lesson to everybody. Um, and then you have the thing that happened in South Africa, where you had Victoria Newland went to Africa this week. I don't know if anybody knew that, but she went there. And then all of a sudden you have the, the black guy, and I don't know who he is, and I don't know what his position is. But he's jumping up and down, chanting and singing a song, kill the boar, kill the whites. Kill the boar, kill the whites. And now all these people are going to start killing white people in South Africa. So, again, there's a white genocide underway between killing us with COVID jabs, between the war in Ukraine, and now what's going to happen in South Africa. Their governments are openly killing white people in broad daylight. And here we are just sitting here thinking, oh, this will pass. Oh, we, we made it through Bill Clinton's presidency. We're fine. Oh, we made it through Obama's presidency. We're fine. Oh, we'll make it through Biden. No big deal. We're fine. Really? Are you? Because like I said, they're accelerating it. And if we don't stand up to it, especially in this country, we're Americans, guys. We're supposed to be Americans. We're not supposed to put up with this. But anyway, um, no. So unfortunately, Dave, uh, Dave dropped. Uh, anybody else wants to call in, go ahead and call in. At this point, we're going to let's have a laugh. Can, you guys want to have a laugh? Let's have a laugh. Uh, the whole thing with uh uh, Obama's chef <laughs> in the paddleboard accident last week. If you can get clip number 10 ready, Sam, clip number 10. Um, <laughs> this is actually really funny, you know. And again, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. I, I don't, I mean, it was one incident. Again, they threw it into the news cycle to provoke a reaction. The reaction they want to provoke is whites against black racism anti-Semitism again, you know, that's what they do, that's what these stories are meant to do, people stay focused, and then like I said, I'm advocating a Tea Party 2.0, and I'm advocating a Tea Party 2.0 yesterday, we've, somebody, the people that used to crank up Tea Parties all over this country, you better crank them up again, it's going to cost some money, you're going to have to go get the venue, you're going to have to rent out the gazebo and the public square, uh, the police and the sheriff are going to be there. They're going to hear your speeches. But, I mean, damn it. It is on we, the people, to take the reins of government. This is our government. 
It belongs to we the people. We have allowed, we've let these other people have the reins of government. We've let them have them. And again, if we don't have a ballot box, guess what? These people were installed over us. That's how far down the road we are, guys. Again, like I've been saying, and I'll say it again, Team Stalin won World War II. Okay? Rosenfeld allied with a communist, Stalin, and they won World War II. And when Germany was quote-unquote finished, there was still white genocide that went, at, that went on after that. Okay? So Austin, Peter, uh, Austin Peterson's show this week had to do with fascism, national socialism, this, that, and the other. Him and the judge were talking about it. And it sounds like the definition of fascism, Mussolini fascism, Mussolini went racial. That's when it became fascist. Fascism has a racial component to it. Uh, uh, a racial supremacy is built into it. Andrew Anglin, all these other people. I want fascism. I want fascism. I want fascism. I don't. I think the white people should lead it in the form of a meritocracy. I absolutely believe that. But the racial, the only Nazism, the only Nazi fascism I see going on is Jewish supremacy. They're the fascists. Ashkenazi, Nazi at the end of the word, Ashkenazi. Guys, then the Jews are the Nazis. And they're imposing Jewish supremacy over the entire world. We're all goy. That's fascism. We don't want that. We don't want white supremacy. That's not the point. Okay? Yahweh God created all the different races and nations of people. So guess what? We can have them all if we have freedom of association if we have an open meritocracy, if we reverence the laws of nature and nature's God, white Western world works fantastic. And then, like I said, the white man comes along with his gifts and he builds the 747 and all the races on the planet benefit from the use of the 747, don't they? Yep, a white man built that. He gave it to everybody. He didn't hoard it for himself and everybody benefits. So again, you shake it up, and the sand just right settles, and you have a meritocracy. Okay, the Asians are extremely smart people. The white people are extremely. We got the great mechanical aptitude, creativity. Like I said, we build the 747, and then what we do? We move on to the next project. The next project is to build the space shuttle. So we built that. It was used for evil. Okay, nonetheless. It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it was built by white privilege. <laughs> Nobody else knew how to build that thing. Nobody knows how to build a race car better than white people. <laughs> so anyway, um, all right. So anyway, I'm babbling on. Um, no, uh, for grins and giggles, though, go ahead and play clip ten, Sam. Uh, D o m l u c r e. He's a good follow on Twitter. I like his his tweets. He tweets about it. He goes, uh, now, how the hell this man end up dead with the Obamas when he used to cook for Bush? And what the hell was a uh, N-word doing in a paddle boat at night? <laughs> N-words really don't be in the water like that. <laughs> Disclosure is coming for the Obamas. <laughs> now... Uh, could you form a more perfect sentence than this one? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, N-words really don't be in the water like that. <laughs> now, I, I felt like the worst person in the world because I can't help but laugh at that. And it, you know, it's like a human tragedy, right? So it's so easy to, like when you're watching social media, it's so easy to just skip past the human tragedy. And and uh, and get to what's funny about it. Uh, but so, in order for me not to be a, a hypocrite, I'll make you this order, this offer. In order for me not to be a hypocrite, should I die under? Okay. So now that was that was a hang on. We're um. I'm going to go ahead and go into NPR mode right now. This is National Public Radio. Uh, no, actually, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in. I'm. I'm sitting in a room, and I got a window open right next to me, and, and people are out there walking in the street. So I know I get animated. I know I'm loud. And uh, one time when I was playing my video game and I got wrecked out, I dropped a massive f bomb, and this lady was walking by, and she just snapped her head ninety degrees and stared at the house. So. Uh, so the last thing I need to do is uh, have her standing outside my window listening to my show. Um, you know, like I said, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes for me. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll see if, uh, if my stuff catches fire. Um, like I said, it's not about me. It's not about me being popular. Everybody's looking for solutions. And I said the solution is to take back the ballot box by force. And take it back by force means you people are going to have to take over your communities. You are going to have to find the people who are like mine. You're going to have to get out from behind the Xbox and from off your cell phone. And, you know, and, and this does happen in certain communities. I get that. But uh, it's not happening enough. And like I said, there was an example in the Ron Paul movement. And that whole thing is diffused. And now 15 years later, like I said, we're fighting the exact same battle. The people for liberty, the real conservatives, the real people with uh, conservative values and, and reverence for the laws of nature and nature's God, have got to go up against these rhinos. And what are the rhinos doing? That's Turning Point USA. That's uh, the Daily Wire. That's the blaze. You know, it, and I was going to say this last week. Where are my callers? I guess I'm not getting I guess... Uh, <laughs> I guess I pooped the bed on this show. Nobody wants to call me. No, anyway. Um, no, you know, I, I grew up and I listened to Rush Limbaugh and then that the rah-rah Republicans. So I moved to the right. I found Alex Jones and Alex Jones was giving us the legislation. He turned out to be a fraud. So then you move further right and then you end up with all these foul mouth white nationalist people uh, who just want to kill, 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 kill. And... Name your race, name your sexual preference, name your whatever. These people, their vitriol is way over the top. Their anti-Semitism is, and again, that's the government's word. That's their word, anti-Semitism. It doesn't mean what it means because you have to define a Semitic person. I may have to go down that road and try to challenge this Tennessee thing with the anti-Semitism. I'm first going to have to go look up the Holocaust remembrance definition from 2016. I'm going to have to go look at it. But, I mean, again, it's built on simple bias because people don't know anything anymore. Who, who's got a Black's Law Dictionary anymore, and who references it? You know what I mean? I mean, they, they, they've changed the language, you know. 
So, like I said, I mean, you, you don't charge me with anti-Semitism until you tell me what a Semitic person is. And if it turns out I'm a Semitic person, I guarantee you I don't hate myself. I'm not one of those self-hating white people, I guarantee you that. Um, nonetheless, um, you know, I want to tell you people, like I said, uh, and, and like I said, I've run, I've done the radio with that. But you know what Dewey Tucker said? Dewey Tucker said, stay away from those people. That's what he said. Stay away from those people. Because all they do is give you bad news and all they're going to do is make you sick. Now, I'm going to give you a story about Dewey Tucker. And one of these times, I'll find the audio clip and I'll play it for you. But Dewey Tucker came here. He was running all over the South in Dixie back in the early 70s, right after the Civil Rights Movement. And uh, he came to Pulaski, Tennessee, which is where the KKK was founded. He came here, and what he wanted to do, he's a sower of seed. That's what he does. He gives them scripture. He, 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 he tells the, the, the Adamic white man why we should be in control of our own environment and or our own government, etc., etc. Well, these KKK guys didn't want to hear any scripture. They, they, they came to him, and they said, I, I got to get you out of here. These guys want to kill you. Whatever it was the KKK did as far as human violence, that's all they wanted to do. And Dewey Tucker came along and he opened his Bible and he wasn't trying to lead people to Christ and, and, and offer them a magic carpet ride to heaven when they draw their last breath. No, he was telling them the same thing that he's taught me, which is they have come, the kingdom came, and now these charlatans have come and taken the kingdom by force. And they've twisted the Bible They've mistranslated the Bible, and they didn't want to hear that. And again, to be Christ-like means that your enemies will be those of your own household. If anybody's going to come after me, it's going to be white people. That They don't want to hear what I have to say because they have believed in uh, the dogma of men for so many years in the Christian church. I mean, my gosh, people, again, we just went through this Pride Month. You had 30% of the churches flying a rainbow flag. Are you kidding me? And you're going to sit, oh, love the sin, or love the sinner, hate the sin. That's tolerance. God's law is not tolerant of it, not in the least. So, anyway, um, I wanted to say this, too, earlier, like I said, with the, the whole synagogue of Satan business that came up. Synagogue of Satan, Revelation 2.9.3.9. I went and I, I looked it up in, in Dewey's Dixie Bible. And the word for Jew, they say they are Jews and are not. It's Judea. They mistranslated. Everybody's running around going, Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew only in the fact that he lived in Judea. Like I said, what's a Jew? Is a Jew a person who can't show blood in the face that has uh, racial attributes like a hook nose? Are they a religion? That's not what Mein Kampf said. Mein Kampf said they're a race of people. They're not a religion. They'll try to sneak in your country saying they're a religion. They're not a religion. Or is the word translated have to do with the geographical location? They lived in Judea. Well, in Revelation 2, 9 and 3, 9, the word is, they say they're of Judea, but are not. Folks, that's immigration. That's immigration. We just went through this whole thing on Giuseppe's program last Sunday night, then we went through it with Whoopi Goldberg in February, the Jews are not white people. They're white when they want to be white. They're white when it's politically advantageous for us. 
But believe me, folks, at the end of the day, they're Jews and we're going. And they're sitting on top of the world right now because they've got everybody in debt. They've got everybody in debt. It's odious debt. It's mathematically impossible to overcome the debt, right? It's not going to get paid back. They're just going to take our debt and roll it into the World Economic Forum and whatever giant new bank takes over and issues the coin of the realm for the entire planet. Like I said, all of a sudden the EU came on board and all of a sudden 13 countries, you guys have the same currency. Without your permission, without your voting, without your whatever, sorry, here's your euro. Now there's going to be a global currency. Or maybe the, the first... Uh, the first currency will be the, the Amero, that North American Union currency. What I, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's still debt slavery. And if the people go, okay, I'm a slave to the debt that you put over me, government, when you were installed by somebody else, I didn't vote for you, you were installed by the CIA, and then you sacked me with debt, oh, okay, I'll own it. We'll be right back. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm going to Carolina in my mind. Karen you are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off Drop and Lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Ease off, LLC. 
What if Extendivite really works, but you find that hard to believe and you spend precious time looking for someone to say, just try it. I have my help today because of Extendivite, and if I did not take a leap of faith and try it, well, I would be on disability today. Take one bottle of Extendivite as suggested for 60 days to find out for yourself. No need to stop any other meds you may be on. You know by now that they are not working for you. Before the 60 days are up, I know that you will feel Extendivite working for you and will want to take another bottle. Life is too short. Get your Extendivite today. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. He planted his corn in the month of June. And by July it was up to his eyes. Come September, there came a big frost. All the young man's corn was lost. All right, guys, we're back. Final half hour of the show. Uh, producer says inter- interwebs are running a little bit slow on his end. Um, so that's all right. I'm a talker. I'll tell you what, I had a hell of a week, though, man. I had a hell of a week on, on Twitter. Like I said, I've got a Rumble channel now, so you guys can go watch me just get out, do a five-mile hike, and talk into my phone. Um, you're going to hear some of that the next two weeks. Um, I'm on Twitter. And uh, I've been extremely active on there, so there's lots of good stuff to read there, um, which, again, validates your thoughts, validates my thoughts. And then, obviously, like I said, now I'm going to stream this on Twitch, because, like I said, I'm not going to be what the powers that be want me to be, which is this bombastic, over-the-top, quote-unquote, anti-Semite that they can just, you know, cancel, to put it... A better, I mean, if they if they knock me down on Twitch, you know, I'll do the broadcast on Twitch. I'll get on here. I'll play some video games at some point when I'm bored and I feel like doing it, which I don't feel like doing right now. Um, I'll just go over to Rumble. I think I can live stream on my Rumble channel, too. I could park everything there. But anyway, Sam, can you get clip two ready? Clip two. Um, this is long. It's almost five minutes. But again, I want to bring this stuff full circle. When I'm on Twitter, one of the things I've been doing is I've been putting out this page from John Locke's two treatises on civil government from 1689, where he basically in a run on sentence, just like me, Mr. ADHD. Right. I love it. I'll just keep it. The sentence will just keep running. I, I do that on 
I'll throw in a semicolon here and there or whatever, and I'll just keep running my mouth. But that's how John Adams wrote, and I think everybody understood what he was saying. Um, this is this whole thing. This you're going to hear the audio. You're going to hear the clip of of that page from John Locke's Two Treatises on Civil Government in 1689. And like I said, this is just a cycle. A generation comes in, experiences whatever it experiences, and then it goes out. Then another one comes in. The truth never leaves the earth. It's never going to leave the earth. It's always going to be here. It's going to be in somebody. We just better be smart enough to prefer it, put them at the top of the meritocracy, give them positions of leadership, and listen to them. Okay, right now we have a government that just doesn't care about the laws of nature and nature's God. And they're, and, and they're deliberately working against a meritocracy and keeping talented white people down. Young white people have no hope because they see the hypocrisy. They see it in their parents. They see it in their teachers. They see it in the clergy. They see it in the government. So what do they do? They get scooped up by Nick Fuentes. They get scooped up by Ethan. They get scooped up by Adam Green. They're all full of piss and vinegar, and all they hear is, bad news and this guy's a piece of crap and that guy's a piece of crap and this guy's in a yeah well these young kids are ready to fight well if they don't have any knowledge and wisdom and understanding behind that because they won't listen to a guy like me they're just going to get themselves killed or thrown into january 6 gulag so again we all have a role to play this generation us older people have to teach the younger people just like i was taught by people before me and obviously, Dewey Tucker, in my opinion, had enough truth in him that the man was able, he was given 90 years on this earth. He was. And he had a purpose. Uh, that clip we played from him, though, Charles Thompson, translating a Septuagint into English for, 60, for 20 years? 20 years. Guys, I'm 53. I hope, I hope, Ray Bolt's in his ninth year doing radio on RBN. I hope this is what I'm doing for 20 years. I got plenty of time to learn more. I got plenty of time to teach. I got something to do for 20 years. That man spent 20, 20 years. That's a long time, guys. That's a long time. After he presided over the Continental Congress, did his government service, went through the war, kind of, right? See what I mean? You know, this is what I'm talking about right now. Like, take the ballot box back by force. I think the time now is quote-unquote for physical confrontation like i said the tea party get your body out there get your body go stand up to the rhino go stand i don't care how much money they have in hoity-toity franklin tennessee i don't care mark green is wrong mark green is wrong to with the war in ukraine mark green is wrong for raising the debt ceiling so 1,500 people, 2,000 people that want to overtake the Republican Party at the local level have to get in his face and say, get out of here. This is ours now. We're taking this back from you. And you're going to have to do it. So I think we're going to have to have a war if we want to save America. And then we'll do the education after the fact. Because, again, the people that win the war write the history books. So we've had 75 years of blowing up a credit balloon in all kinds of false education. And the reality is Team Stalin won World War II. Communism won World War II. If communism didn't win, there wouldn't be this political state of Israel, which is a problem for everybody that is pushing 
fascism in the form of Jewish supremacy, where they've got all the Christian churches saying, we're God's chosen, you guys are the Gentiles. And even though we killed your Messiah, uh, we've been set aside, and you people are going to be grafted into a... God has forgiven us for murdering his son, but he's forgiven us, don't worry about it. And then you people are all going to be grafted into our evil later at a time afar off. You know, I, one of my biggest tweets out there right now, which I pinned to my profile, is that whole idea where everybody's like, there's a special place in hell for a person like you. Never mind these people going to hell or being sentenced to hell by the angels at a time afar off. Never, give them hell now. We should give them hell now. Like I said, the purpose of the Left Behind books was to get everybody to stop being politically active. That was the purpose of the books. To tell everybody it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Lindsay Williams telling everybody what they're going to do. They're announcing what they're going to do to you, right? These plans have been, oh, Alex Jones, these plans have been in the books for 30 years. They're telling you what they're going to do. Now they're doing it. You know? What do you want, cat? You hear the cat's on the radio now. This is Hitler Kitty, by the way. He's got a little little Hitler mustache going on there. Anyway, um, so, Sam, go ahead and play uh, clip two for everybody. And then, like I said, I'm letting you know where I'm coming from. However, the writing of John Locke that most influenced the Founders' philosophy in the Declaration of Independence is this work. The Two Treatises of Civil Government by John Locke. In fact, signer of the Declaration, Richard Henry Lee, declared that the Declaration itself was, quote, copied from Locke's treatise on government. This is an amazing book. It's less than 400 pages long. It's only an inch and a quarter thick. And this is the primary work influencing the Declaration of Independence. But through the Golden Age, before Vain Ambition and Amor Scleratus Habendi, Amor Scleratus Habendi is a Latin term for the accursed habendi, love of possessing. Evil concupiscence had corrupted men's minds into a mistake of true power and honor, had more virtue and consequently better governors as well as less vicious subjects, and there was then no stretching prerogative on the one side to oppress the people nor, consequently on the other, any dispute about privilege to lessen or restrain the power of the magistrate, and so no contest betwixt rulers and people about governors or government. Yet, when ambition and luxury in future ages would retain and increase the power without doing the business for which it was given, and aided by slattery, taught princes to have distinct and separate interests from their people, men found it necessary to examine more carefully the original and rights of government, and to find out ways to restrain the exorbitances and prevent the abuses of their power, which they, having entrusted in another's hands only for their own good, they found was made use of to hurt them. When 
we know who we are, when we know our history, we, do, we have a completely different response. As a matter of fact, we've been very blessed as a nation. No question about that. Blessed is that nation whose God is the Lord. When you look at our foundations and our history, even though there's warts and blemishes and things were done wrong, we still tried more than any other nation in, in that era to apply biblical principles where we could. And God blessed that. He responded to that. But we're also told in the scriptures that if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? So what are the foundations? Because the foundations have to be protected from generation to generation. If we lose those foundations, we'll lose the whole building that sits on top of that foundation. So what are the foundations? Well, I think George Washington properly identified them. Now remember, George Washington, father of his country, gave 45 years of his adult life into public service. Military service. He presided over the convention that wrote the Constitution. He signed the Constitution. He presided over the framing of the Bill of Rights. He's the first president for two terms. And then he resigns. He's now an old man. After 45 years of public service, he gives his farewell address. And in that address, he reminds Americans, listen, the guys, we need to remember what brought us here. We need to remember what's made us different from all the other nations across Europe and the rest of the world. We have to remember what our foundations are. And so he reminded us very clearly in that farewell address. He said, of all the habits and dispositions that lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. If you want your politics to prosper, the two things you will not separate will be religion and morality. If you want politics and government to work well, if you want to be, if you want American exceptionalism, if you want the government to do right, if you want prosperity, if you want all this, then you won't separate religion and morality from political life. Now, that was such a strong belief that he even went further with an added sentence. And I would suggest that George Washington clearly is a patriot. No question about it. I think he knows a patriot when he sees one because he was surrounded with a valley fortune throughout the American Revolution. He gave us a litmus test for patriotism. Very next sentence, this is what he said. He said, in vain would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor subvert these great pillars. He said, anyone who tries to remove religion and morality from public life, I don't let them call themselves a patriot because they're trying to destroy the country. That's pretty serious stuff that he's talking about. Now, I will tell you, we used to read George Washington's farewell address. It's considered the most significant political address ever delivered by any U.S. president. You will find that, for example, in the war between the states, uh, President Lincoln even set aside a whole day and said, all right, I want the entire Union Army doing nothing but reading George Washington's farewell address on this day. In World War I, Woodrow Wilson set aside a day, had the entire American Army just study Washington's farewell address. We had it in every college textbook. We had it in every high school government textbook. We studied this because it was the the map. It showed us how we'd become what we were and what we had to do to preserve it. We haven't seen this in a textbook in 40 years. All right, there you go. That was a that was a huge clip. It's full of all kinds of nuggets. I got somebody in my Twitch chat named Pepe the Chihuahua saying, God has no place in government. He says God has no place in government. You know what, Pepe? The phone number is 512 512- Two four eight eight two five two. Okay, five one two. Write it down. Go get a pen. Five one two two four eight eight two five two. You got something to say? You want to go toe to toe with me? You want to you want to tell me how I'm advocating a theocracy? If men have it within themselves to believe in a creator, to to believe that following the laws of nature and nature's God will result in prosperity rather than self-harm and they want to go into government and they want to restrain the government and they want all of us 
and a meritocracy to rise to the top? That's how that's how God gets into government. It's not a theocracy. But again, these atheist turds, especially the guy from Madison, Wisconsin, I forgot who he was, they've never been able to get get the creator out. The creator was so named in the Declaration of Independence with a capital C. They're talking about somebody. They're talking about the Father of Jesus Christ. There's no other God out there, okay? But, again, with their, if you want to call it religious upbringing, you know, you can use all these squishy terms, but at the end of the, at the, end of the day, like I said, with the, the, the abomination, LGBTQ, blah, 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 questioning, all the way up to uh, now the open pedophilia, and the pride crap. You people you people want to allow that in your society? Right? That is a behavior choice. It is a vile behavior choice. I'm not for the government going into people's houses, kicking open their doors, and, and, and catching them in the act in their bedroom. Okay? But you don't bring that shit out into the public. You don't bring that stuff out in the public. You don't impose it on children. You don't confuse people. Um... But uh, quickly, I got I got Mike in Kentucky. But quickly, listen to what he said out of that George Washington farewell address. I don't let them call themselves a patriot if they labor to subvert the pillars of religion and morality. Get the image in your mind. You've got a guy with an axe hacking at the two pillars that uphold this entire building the foundation of the United States. They are laboring. When I tell you Tea Party 2.0, get out in the streets, they're laboring to destroy this country. And we're just going to sit here and go, ah, no, Trump will get it. Trump's got it. Don't worry. God will wipe out his enemies. I, I'm, I'm worried about going to heaven. I raised my hand. I said, I believe. And when I draw my last breath, I got a magic carpet ride to heaven because the preacher told me so. I don't have to do anything in this country. I'm not responsible for... I'm not responsible for this. Uh, sorry, the founders charge you with a civic duty to throw off tyranny. When a long train of abuses and usurpations invents a design to reduce the people, that's all of us, not you, all of us, under absolute despotism, it is our right, it is our duty. That's laboring, that's take action. It is our duty to throw off such government. I said do it by showing up at a bunch of Republican Party meetings and get in their face and tell them to, get, to abandon their post. We're taking over. Nope, nope, I don't want to do it. Go ahead, uh, bring up Mike, please. Uh, a wise man provides for his grandchildren. How are you going to do that? Okay, it's not about sending them all a million dollars in the trust fund. What good does that do them anyway if it's all destroyed by inflation your what is it your civil return to draws uh, so well, you we've been given the not. opportunity to have stewardship over what's under our feet so we take care yeah. of it we hold on to it and our grandchildren will have it if not like yeah. i said in the other broadcast if not handling money isn't your forte and it skips a generation i mean again i mean the banks own it all they own it all because they issue this debt currency. Now they can just call the note and say, well, the Federal Reserve's been absorbed by the IMF, and uh, now we own it all. Oh, I missed that. You heard it, that the uh, Federal Reserve is absorbed by the IMF, huh? 
No, I haven't heard it yet, but we know what's coming. Oh. What do you think the World Economic Forum is? The United States is bankrupt. Yeah, we well, are bankrupt. Been, we just have to declare bankruptcy and, and transfer the debt over to somebody else. Yeah. June 5th, 1933, I think, 4.40 in the afternoon was when they, uh, they whatever they did, you know, uh, transferred all the wealth around and uh, detached from gold. That was, uh, that. it's been in bankruptcy ever since then. So, uh <laughs> I mean, uh, well, it's too obvious. And that when did that national emergency ever end? I mean, and uh, how many national emergencies do they have running? Well, it, it, you know, I mean, again, not. I'm not afraid to have this conversation. He who has the most gold makes all the rules. They're sitting on all the gold right now. I get it. They're sitting on it. So we're going to have to take back that gold by force. Now, hold on a second, because I'm I'm up for employing divine intervention here. Okay, I'm yeah. going one righteous man plus Yahweh can win this war. But the fact is that people are running around chasing all these other. They're they're selling us some of the gold. They're sitting on all the gold. They conquered Germany. They emptied them. They probably emptied Fort Knox, right? They've got everybody's gold, and then they sell it back to you in one ounce coins. And then these people think that that's going to save them. Well, I'm sorry. Go read the Universal Commercial Code. If you bought that gold with a Federal Reserve note, they issued the note. They own it. They own your gold. You don't own crap. So we're going to have to take it back by force. But we're going to need well, some it? divine help. There's not going to be any what? divine help if people got a false Jesus, a false God, and our, our police and military will take a, a, a fourfold increase in pay and turn their guns on us instead of the people that it might go. Mike, it might get real ugly around here. It might. But right uh, now, I don't see anybody standing up to it. Well, there's too many people that are lying all the time. The condition, the society's conditioned everybody to lie and not even notice it anymore. They don't even notice it. They check these little boxes and say they read and understand all the terms and conditions. And they sign under penalty of perjury that they know this tax form is true and correct to the best of their knowledge. But what's a dollar? They're issuing $50 one-ounce gold coins with the actual legal tender value of $50. Have you ever been paid? We don't have an ability to pay. Right. Right. Um, No, Mike, again, we're on the same page. We understand that. Like I said, I mean, just, again, back it out and just go $31 trillion in debt. We are absolutely, totally insolvent. We're just waiting for somebody to make the announcement that the United States is bankrupt. Now, again, I said it on Giuseppe's show. The Soviet Union... uh, The Soviet Union fell or collapsed or whatever the hell it was... But the lights came on the next day and people went to work, didn't they? So that's what's going to happen here. They're uh, just going to they take our out. debt, transfer it to a bigger bank, but the people are still going to be under debt slavery only if you accept that. Only if you accept. They're going to threaten your access uh, to a line of credit you tell you that. to keep your mouth shut about the government, and then I can go play with my diecast cars or do whatever the hell I want. I know what's coming. But I don't want America to fall. I want us to stand up to it because as far as I'm concerned, if we do it and we have, like I just played in the clip, if if if, if Yahweh God has our back and it's righteous, we're going to win. We're going to survive for another generation. We're going to have something to give our grandchildren because we'll, we'll retake the stewardship over all of these things that we built. But... Like I said, if we're all just going to lay down and let evil just roll all over us because we're afraid, God has not given us the spirit of fear. 
And again, I wasn't this person. I wasn't doing this radio show three years ago because I didn't have my ducks in a row and I didn't have all my knowledge. Well, now I think I've got it. Now I think they're pressing on us. And now I'm responding on this bullhorn. Everybody better start doing something. Well, I think we should somehow declare this fraud uh, odious. The debt is uh, such a thing as called odious debt. Yeah, that was the Iceland uh, thing, wasn't it? I don't know. It's, it's I think I think Iceland it. did it. I think they declared it odious debt, and the and banks like, okay, <laughs> we can't pay it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah. How can you possibly you can't pay that with a debt? So as long as they're selling, that's the problem. As long as they're selling treasury bills and notes, which I don't know how they can even have a treasury note anymore. Right. Uh, and Nixon had, Nixon shocked attached gold in the seventy. Who was it? I don't know. And then we had all that that pageant called the oil crisis or whatever, or they I've, established I've, the petrodollar. But that's all toast now. They're trying to go to electric cars, and that ain't going to happen because it's just no way to do it. Well, Ford, Ford is building an absolutely huge plant right now in Glendale, Kentucky, which is going to be a battery factory and an electronic. So. They plan on opening it in 2026. The government's probably already promised to subsidize the damn things that have the market appeal of a used syringe. Um, but again, like I said, they're going forward with their plans because they don't think they're going to get any opposition. I was just holding up for my viewers, though. I have one of those United States notes from 1963 that Kennedy yep. had printed. I have a $2 yep. one of those. I've had those displayed, and people are like, "Is this just a prop?" Or what's? Yeah, they don't understand. I've got a, a, I've got a five and a two, and then you put it next to a, a regular two. I actually asked some uh, Mennonite guys one time. I said, "Here, what's the difference? Which one do you want?" And they're looking and looking and looking for like ten minutes. I said, "You can't see any difference between these two. Well, this seal is blue. I said, "Yeah, but what's say at the top?" Uh huh. Reserve note. Yeah, and the other one's got this whole paragraph that says, "You know, it's a." Uh, you know, it's a basically a promissory note. The other one says it's just legal tender. And so what's it's only at the point of a gun that uh, well, that has to be enforced. No, well, and again, what uh, and Lincoln issued greenbacks to finance the Union Army. So, yep. I mean, again, there's there's all these mechanisms to make a currency and have people accept it voluntarily for exchange of goods and services. This thing's, the thing is, this thing is not hopeless. It's hopeless if we push up our civic responsibility onto other people that shouldn't be trusted. You know what I mean? So thanks for calling, Mike. Guys, again, you're going to get a recording next week and the week after that. Uh, yeah, I'll be back on the 27th. Yeah. All the young man's corn was lost. one
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.